Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Prodigals Podcast. This is the second part of our conversation about the Enneagram. So if you haven't listened to part one, we highly encourage you to listen to it first as we talk about the definition of the Enneagram and discuss the nine different types, which are crucial to appreciating the upcoming discussion. So we hope that you enjoy the next bit. Let's get to it. The next question would be like, how does it intersect with our faith? I uh, I, th- I believe that it intersects with our, with our faith by just revealing some of our like sin problems a little bit more, um, things that we struggle with. Um, so that that's one. Another one would be like how we can love other people better, um, and like in in a way that because like yeah, so like how we receive and give love will look different from someone who receives and, and gives love, right? The person beside yeah. me, like, let's say if I like gifts, the other person beside me might not like gifts or appreciate that, right? And so it's cool that with the Enneagram, we're able to see like, you know, how do they appreciate things? What is valuable for them? I know, I know on top of that, there's like the five love languages, uh, but with the Enneagram, I think it's a little bit more specific in the way that it kind of shows the motivations of why they would receive this type of love or whatever, or would like to give this love in this kind of way. Uh, but going back to like, you know, the, the patterns, uh, I know that there is a Christian book on the Enneagram, the Christian perspective, a book that I would recommend. Um, and, and there's a, and also online, you could even search. Um, there, there's some certain sin patterns attributed to each number. I kind of have it open right now. If you guys wanted to know it. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. want to hear it. All right, so with with ones, um, uh, it, it's you, it's attaching the the sin like anger, pride, deceit, envy kind of thing. So one one struggle with anger, two struggle with pride, three struggles with deceit, four struggles with envy, uh, five struggle with avarice. That's a big word. What's that? I don't know. I'll we'll look into that. Know. Six struggles with fear. Seven struggle with gluttony. Eight struggles with lust. And nine struggles with sloth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, yeah. snap. Avarice. Extreme greed greed for wealth or material gain. How do you feel about that? Uh, <laughs> I think I think when it comes to the Enneagram, like the av- when they mean avarice, it's just like maybe in, when it comes to information. Okay. Like greed when it comes to information. So you tend to like read a lot or absorb a lot of information. Um, but that's, that doesn't sound like a bad thing with you. Oh, instead of like, I, okay. So I'm just hoarding information. Yeah. yeah. I'm just hoarding. Like I'm just hoarding thing for, for me. Yeah. Cause you're, okay, tab- well, that makes, you become that, that detached, makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, for the seven, the gluttony, it doesn't mean like they're all fat. <laughs> Stunned. <laughs> they don't eat a lot, but like the gluttony, it means that they're just like very impulsive, or like they mm. whatever they want to do, they overdo. So mm. I know this guy who's a seven, and for the longest time he thought he's a nine. But when the time I realized that he was a seven was when I looked at the things that um he has. He has like a thousand nerf guns. And when he got into board games, he just started buying board games like every day. 
So like, that's what I figured out. And like, he doesn't like, yeah. And coupled with that with other things, like uh, that helped me figure out that figure yeah. out he was a seven. Yeah. Like with, with my, with fours envy, it's not necessarily like being jealous of someone. It's more so of, um, it's like we like, so well, one of our fears is like meaning, like meaningless, right? I feel uh, having a sense of no meaning or whatever. Um, but also the sense of like, we're broken intrinsically. And so when we see someone that we believe carries out the attributes that we want, like they're, oh, they're so confident. Why can't I be like that? I'm so broken within. It's kind of in that perspective. So if we see something that's broken in ourselves, um, whether the lack of something, and we see that quality uh, being possessed by someone outside of us, right? Who is like maybe the friend, my, my friend right beside me, that I am jealous of that person. Not necessarily like envy of like, oh, I wish I had a car or I wish I had this. It's not that. It's like they possess something intrinsically that I think inside myself is broken and I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. In that sense. There we go. Got there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for helping us understand you clearly. I, I 100% understand you. You will not be misunderstood. I 98% understand. <laughs> okay, so I have a question though. Um, with okay, so uh, at face value, I'm looking at you know this, and I'm thinking you know in 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 our in our. Christian communities in our churches, you know, this would be a good, good thing. So it, it could help us understand why other people do what they do, what their motivations are, and to be understanding of that, you know, to have, the, I guess the basic goal is to, to be a little bit more patient uh, with one another, to bear each other's, uh, mm-hmm. bear each other's burdens, mm-hmm. right, which we are called to do. Uh, awesome. Great. But I think there's, is there, what do you think is the likelihood that this also turns to sort of like a downside where it becomes discriminatory. Oh, that's a two. He's only doing that for two. Let's not just, you know, we're not going to do whatever because he's going to be a two. He's going to like not handle that well. Well, And so being a nine, I don't want to like do, you know, get into all this conflict. So we're just not going to invite them. And that's interesting. That's really like a danger mm-hmm. um, that comes with it. Um, and I was like, and all the books that I've read uh, regarding this topic and or like listened to, um, they always, always um, give like the clear instruction that you should never use this as like a tool for, as you said, like discriminate nation or like a tool that determines that someone's stuck in their ways or something or something like oh he's such a two or he's such a four um yeah they always have that clear instruction like you should never do this it's someone's uh personal journey um and we should always be helpful to get them to a healthier place rather than uh viewing them in like the unhealthy side of themselves right and i guess what i'm where i'm going towards i guess where i'm thinking is that you know this is exactly what we talked about it's a tool it's not a blessing although it can be like if you use the tool it can be a blessing to others and yet with 
tools with somebody that has you know malice in their heart or you mm-hmm. know they're they're bitter and they're hurting they can use that to hurt people mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and, and i think that's like it what sucks is like with anything that whether that be the enneagram or even with the common things in our house or whatever like because we are broken um, because we're we're sinful uh we the our our tendency is to manipulate the things that are meant for us for good for something that's bad and so it for sure if like a church uses the enneagram and you know as as a tool uh to or as a as a method of like allowing people to understand each other better it can also be used against right you mm-hmm. know like with, with a knife you oh i don't know why did i use the example of a knife already there uh like with a knife <laughs> you cut you know you can cut meat you can, you know, you can chop your vegetables. That's good for you. You know, you're using it for the what it's made. But that, wow, I, people use knives for other evil purposes, right? It's so, like it's just knife control. Knife control, wow. right? And your gram control. It's just like, and your gram is only like great if the person holding it is able to have the responsibility to hold it. Mm-hmm. With great power comes, comes with great, great responsibility. <laughs> I think it's all, yeah, as Jed says, it comes with everything that like the church can use or utilize, right? Um, it can be either used for good or it can mm-hmm. either be used for bad. Yeah, like uh, I think an example would be like there's so not alone with the Enneagram, uh, but we also have like you know the love languages. I know a lot of churches do that. Um, by Chapman, uh, and then you also have another uh, tool like um, Strength Finder. Strength Finder. There's also like spiritual gifts. Some churches use too. Um, trying to understand, you know, what are the giftings? And so, you, let's say with spiritual gifts, maybe the, the the church has become a place where like, oh, they're blessed on this place, so they're just gonna stay there, and then mm-hmm. we'll just assume the role to them. And so, in that way, that could be not great too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like good to know people and how they view the world and how um, they talk and receive things. Uh, for example, <clears throat> it helped me and um, my marriage. Right. So before my wife and I would, you know, Jenna and I would just get into like confrontations or um, arguments uh, that stemmed from certain things but like once we understood the way that like each other uh, worked then like we were able to talk through it with each other for example my wife is um is a six a loyalist and she's anxious about things um, so she views the world in like worst case scenario um and so she's always like fearful but then i tend to minimize it by saying oh it's just gonna be it's gonna be okay in the end but for me classic nine like i now i know that she doesn't need that right i know that she doesn't need that and also she gets mad at that Mm -hmm. um because she doesn't want to know that it's okay she just wants to see what we can do in every situation so one thing that she told me is just say go into the rabbit hole with me so what that means is that like oh when she says like i'm scared that like my boss is gonna fire me um i don't just say oh he's not gonna fire you don't worry i go into 
okay, so let's say that he does. What are you gonna what, do now? What yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Wow. So, I like so I think like a lot of uh, arguments have been um, avoided. Averted. Yeah, yeah, because like just knowing uh, how she communicates and what she wants to receive from me and mm-hmm. how like I view the world and what um, what I want to receive from her, right? Yeah, and I, uh, I, I like the, the, the thought that we can use these things to understand one another, to you know, get along, particularly when, we, when we're trying to go one way, when we're all trying to go, you know, um, you know, try to get to a certain destination, and maybe some people want to do it this way, somebody, other people want to do it that way, to understand and, and you know, to help navigate those differences and, you know, so that we do end up in the same place, right? And we do so together, right? Um, to be as, you know, if we're bringing this back to our faith-based aspect of it, you know, to be the church, to find a way to, you know, to bear each other's burden burdens, to carry one another, to go together because we are part of one body, even mm-hmm. though there are times where we want to be separated from each other, you yeah. know? Uh, so there's the love your neighbor aspect of it, but also I was thinking that, you know, as you were talking about the unhealthy and then the healthy aspect of these numbers, right, that God sees us in both of those stages, mm-hmm. that he loves and he wants to help us, right? And I'm, I'm brought to, to verses like Jeremiah 30, verses 17, but I will, will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, mm. right? That he wants to heal us from our unhealthy states mm-hmm. to be in a place where we can be healthy and we can be happy and we can be productive and, and find meaning in, you know, who we are and be safe and feel safe and to, you know, just do all the things that, that, you know, as our numbers suggest we want to do right for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also like how it intersects with my faith. Uh, it's just like, I know better what I need to surrender to the Holy spirit. Mm. Um, and that just comes with self-awareness, uh, which, uh, this tool can help you with. So going back is like, when I read this, it's like, Oh, that's why I did this. Oh, that's why mm. I'm doing this. Um, that's why I can't like tell people certain stuff. Um, when even when it's needed is because I avoid conflict and I avoid conflict because I don't want to lose re- uh, my relationship with that person, uh, which really doesn't happen. Like it won't really happen unless it's like, it's really, really bad. <laughs> so like a little argument or like conflict here and there, um, it's not bad. Right. Um, so just like, lets me know what I need to surrender to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think you touched on something that's quite interesting when you're, when you said that you look back at some, some of these things that you've done and say, Oh, that's why I've done it. Uh, that's why I did it this way. You know, sometimes we, we find ourselves holding to, you know, certain choices that we, we perceive as mistakes or, you know, uh, things that we should have done differently and maybe we should have, but, um, you know, understanding these things and help us, it's help, it might help us to not only accept ourselves for why we do what we do, but also to forgive ourselves 
you know, for some of the past that we have done. And while, you know, while God readily forgives us, sometimes that's not easy for us individually to forgive ourselves, right? Even though John, when he's, when he's talking, he says, even though your hearts deceive you, God knows better, right? Mm-hmm. He will forgive. And you need to find yourself in that place too, because if you don't forgive, you're holding on to some part in your past that's, you know, stopping you or detaining you from moving forward yeah i feel that i feel that that was a really good point but another thing that i like about this uh, and it can intersect with our faith is that um, the aspect that what the enneagram says um, the worst part of you is also the best part of you and the best part of you is also the worst part of you um, so let's say for nine, um, like myself, um, the worst part, like would, it's kind of like um, seeing, being, finding myself trying to meld with the other, per- is meld a real word? Um, meld is, no, meld is a word. Meld yeah. to uh, try to see myself uh, to meld with the other people. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I see their point of view so well. Um, that like I try to view what they say as it's really very easy for me to for uh, what other people say to me to become my opinion as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's very easy for me to be won over by someone Um, and so like that's like one of the worst things about me but uh, that if healthy that's can also be the best part yeah, uh, because you like I can see um, can people's opinions. People. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, I can resonate with others. Um, mm-hmm. It's just uh, I need to separate myself from those opinions um, and have my own opinions, or um, mm-hmm. to view my needs as important too. Um, but that's a really good way of like God using me and. Um, being able to be there for people and seeing other people's opinions. Um, yeah. And so like, I don't know what like you Jed, uh, if you see like what's the worst part of you that can be also like the best part of you or like Billy, uh, cause Billy and I are the same. So same, same. Uh, or, uh, Alan, if you're a, uh, you know, you're five or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Instigator, you know, those things oh my gosh Um, (laughs) yeah i agree i agree with you say mark like i think i was very unhealthy um i think i was very unhealthy growing in my faith like when i was growing in my faith as an i I would say an unhealthy nine because i was jumping from theological point from theological point and then i never really had a clear stance on like um i guess like strong points in my faith because i was always listening to like oh let's say more of a conservative point and i was like oh yeah i can really understand and see how like this is dude there's truth in this but then i'll I'll jump over to this to the liberal side i'm like oh but there's so much truth in this too and in their point and in their in that theology and i think like early my faith like i was always like really wavering and i wasn't really firm in like what i really believed in 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 my faith but i think uh god has really grown me and being able to um 
I can understand and see the beauty in, in people's viewpoints and people's points and really appreciate it. And, and that can help me just build a relationship with them and help me love them in that way. Mm-hmm. But I've also grown to have my own faith and my own stance and my own beliefs in that as well. And it's, it's also helped me just like catch myself and be like, oh, I'm, I, while having this conversation with this person, I am not going to meddle with them. I'm going to state my point, but also be very open into listening to them and be understanding to them. It's, it's been helpful in, I think, in like evangelizing and like talking to people about spiritual things mm-hmm. because they would talk about uh, different spiritual faith-related things, which I don't agree with. But I'm like, oh, I can see where you're coming from, but I, like, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. Like, I want to tell you what I, what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I think we're able to have more of a dialogue rather than an argument of what's truth and, what, and, and, and that sort. Who's so right that's and really, who's wrong, yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, I, that's the peacemaker. That's the peacemaker power in me, I would say. <laughs> So yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. good. Bless Peacemakers are good, right? Yeah, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got a spot in heaven. Come on, man. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what are some dangers that we need to avoid when we talk about this tool? Um, one danger, uh, I think, well, Alan already pointed it out. I think like it can be really misused by people, congregations, if you choose to use this as a resource at church, like the discriminatory effects of it. I believe that can be really, like, it can really happen. Um, but also there's a, there have been criticism, um, from other people who don't engage with the Enneagram, um, that, with churches use it too much. Um, there's some churches that use it often yeah. too much. Yeah. They focus too much like, and they, yeah, they can get to a point like, oh, here are one, here are two. Everyone starts to categorize themselves each other, uh, <laughs> by numbers, right? Um, and they just use it too much. It's just in their lingo now, you know? And I know I was there at one point. Uh, like, it was, it's so fun. Well, for me, it's because I want to get to know myself more and people because identity matters a lot for, like, for, for me. Um, but I, like, what the the real truth about like the enneagram behind it all it's just like a test it's just an assessment it's just something that helps us understand one another you know helps us uh, understand our motivations it's just to help us it's not like the end you know it's not the it the rope doesn't end here it leads to something bigger than this right like if that makes yeah. sense no right? it does and and i think you you know you can go too far down the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. And make this, you know, sort of lose sight of the important things and just mm-hmm. kind of talk about this all the time. Now, there's going to be, you know, that that excitement oh, of understanding of who you are and, and, and seeing how everything fits because we like, as humans, we like compartmentalizing things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this that's what this test does, right? It helps us to compartmentalize into certain, you know, char- characteristical traits Man, is that a big word? So yeah, it helps us to, to to do that. But if you go far down, and that's all, like really, that's the majority of you know what what you're doing. I mean, you you know you could miss the point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like though we have the we might be primarily like attributed to a certain number, or we have you know that attributes if we're stronger. Uh, you know, if we're more healthier, we go to this other number. If we're weaker, we attribute, we're attributed to this other number. Like at the end of yeah, at the end of the day, it's still like you gotta still kind of like just hold it in your palm and not like clutch it because that itself can be an idol. Um, mm. Mm. And 
and also it's like yeah it's it's just like it's it's also an imperfect test right it is not what defines necessarily truth it's perfect wow i'm joking it's the only tool it's the only tool um I think one of the criticisms or the problems like I, I definitely experience is that I would um, just really hold, like, yeah, really hold on to that number, to that type. And then that would, that would be me like really holding on to my flesh and really mm-hmm. diving to sin. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm a nine, so like I'm sloth, like one, like I yeah, tend to be can, more sloth, right? You can use right? that as the excuse as for the excuse. doing what you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, this is just me, so I'm just gonna do it, rather than, rather than having that call to make me call to action and help me to change from that, and just like just, just wallow in the negative and the unhealthy part of like what it means to be a nine, right? Yeah. yeah and then, like- I, think, I think that's the sin, and that's the sin in it, right? Like that's the sin for it's. It'll look different from all different types, but um, you you can't let that like define you and and allow you to make really unhealthy and bad decisions and sinful i would say even sinful decisions in the sense too yeah and that's and that just that it really just struck a chord with me in the the sense that we can use these things especially if you like you said like you find yourself you know in the more darker areas of your of your faith and you're just like well you know what i do this and you're using it as a rationalization to do the things that you shouldn't be doing but because you're this way you question mm-hmm. this number yeah it's just the way that i am it's mm-hmm. just you know that's this that's the me. way that that's the and you could even take it to further and, and say this is the way that god made me mm. so if anything it's his fault wow that got right? really yeah. deep <laughs> so I like you, you're, you can go far with this uh the other thing that i want to talk about i mean that 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 jed said that kind of you know sparked something is that as an we are imperfect beings this is not a perfect test and even like any other any test that you're taking because this is a self-administered test right some mm. of your answers might be skewed particularly if you want a pers- uh, a specific outcome yeah right yeah because you, so, you can you can have like a glassy eye view of yourself when yeah. going through the test and be like oh you know this is what i would want to do but is that truly what you would actually do in a situation right so yeah don't you know, don't think this, I mean, don't hold it as, you know, writing, I mean, like carved in stone type yeah, of deal. Be all, yeah. Yeah. Because it may not be accurate. Right. So. Yeah. Cause you might not be self-aware. That's true. Self-aware, or you want it to be yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. Right. And you want yeah. it to be something else. So you can rationalize the things that you want to do, even though, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. And this is why you need friends who know the Enneagram so they can validate. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, not the nine because they won't tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> Unless they're healthy. You can ask me. <laughs> yeah, you need an eight, right? The eight will tell you what, what's up. Yeah, oh, yeah the yeah. eight will like, they're unfiltered. <laughs> there's, there's no gateway. There's just, like, it's just yeah, oh. it's so blunt. This is what you need to do. This is what you are. Oh no! Um, it's funny. Like eights, like talk in, like they're pretty much seem like they're shouting to nines, but that's just how they talk. 
but I mean, yeah, but the imagery now that I'm, I'm just with this, like, oh, that's a person, that's a two, that's a, that's a seven, that's an eight, but you need somebody that in that, you know, in that, uh, in that number to, to help you along to tell you the truth or to, to, to be a peacemaker, or you need somebody to help you, you know, achieve something better. It's the whole, you know, we are the body. Right? Yeah, going towards one goal, helping one another, carrying each other's burdens. Uh, you know, uh, Peter calls it, you know, we are living stones. God is making us into this temple, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have a place. We all have a fit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so everybody, we need everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We need everybody. There are some things in, in each person that is unhealthy that God is trying to heal us with. But... In each person is a number, and in that number is a place where you can, you know, help the church be its best self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and definitely like another another, another danger. I think it's just like viewing this as the only tool, mm-hmm. um, because it is definitely. <laughs> Definitely, this is the only tool. Like you should use it as you know, like in combination with the Myers Briggs or um, uh, with Strengths Finder and other um, personality tests out there. But also, um, it's to be used in light of the scriptures, mm-hmm. right? In light mm-hmm. of uh, your relationship with God. And I think, like we tend to, we tend to if if we just have this test and just see the world in light of this tool then we're missing like the whole god factor and like how the holy spirit can grow you and how um, jesus changes the whole game right Mm -hmm. and how like god can use um the worst parts in you to be the best parts yeah um so it's just um yeah yeah it's good to have this tool. It's good to have knowledge of uh, the Enneagram, but I've uh, always view it in light of the scriptures. Yeah. I, I'm glad that like you brought that up. Um, cause like, yeah, cause there can be a possible inclination for someone who uses the, the Enneagram and they will just, yeah, like we, we've touched upon it. Um, but I also think that someone can just begin to have this attitude that I know myself better than anyone else can or will. Uh, and the reason, the the scary part behind that is that you know we don't, you know, we can't trust our own hearts, right? Our mm-hmm. says in scripture, our hearts are deceitful. So how can we trust our own self uh, in knowing who we are, you know, and who we are in knowing others? And so it needs to be in light, yeah, as you said, in light of scriptures. Um, scriptures itself, accompanied with anything else, um, is the way to go. But evidently, I'm not saying that scriptures need. Uh, extra assistance because scripture alone and with the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit yeah. is enough for you. Yeah. You can basically live without the knowledge of the underground and still mm. be a good Christian. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but it's but still you could be a better Christian. <laughs> 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 but it's another tool that God can use. Definitely. Most of. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us in this episode. Uh, we hope that you're blessed uh, with our discussions today. If you haven't yet, um, we encourage you to take a test online and see if your results fit with how you feel uh, you are and who you feel that you are. Uh, because these tests are not 
you know like the results are not like the end um it might not be it not it might not give um accurate results uh because it's just an online test um but it's a good step towards being more self-aware and start your own growth journey um but yeah uh, thanks again for joining us, and we release episodes every Wednesdays, every Wednesday. Um, yeah, so always be on the lookout for them. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or encouragements, you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Prodigals. So stay blessed, stay faithful, and we hope that you join us next time for another episode of The Prodigals.